Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Would you like to contribute to the conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What condition conversation was in? Jay talking with Bradley Jay. I listen to morning with the sun up. I'm busy. WBZ News Radio 1030. I tune my radio to AM 1030. The radio's all yours now. I talk to a man whose name is Bradley J. Improved my mind in a wonderful way. I just called in to see what condition conversation was in. Yeah, yeah. Conversation was in. We're still live, midnight to five. We're real happy to have Beverly A. Potter, or Doc Potter. And she has a book, Cannabis for Seniors, which is specifically, both in format and content, designed for seniors. Thank you very much for being with us, Doctor. Well, I'm delighted to be with you. I didn't know about this three-day conference. Oh, it's big, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wish I could zoom over there on my drone if I had one. Absolutely. Now, (laughs) why is cannabis a separate issue for seniors? Why does it need a separate book? Well, it doesn't need a separate book per se. However, seniors is uh, the fastest-growing demographics using cannabis, number one. And number two, there's a lot of concern about the over, I'm going to say over-doping, but the over-medicating of seniors with opioids. Right. And it's it's a problem. Uh, some seniors, it's called polypharm. Some seniors are using more, that polypharm is more than five pharmaceuticals a day. Some are using as many as 20 different pharmaceuticals a day. Can you imagine that? I'd rather not, but I can't. No, me either. So so that's the the why this separate book Cannabis for Seniors. All right. Uh, among many other reasons, but uh um it's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of benefit for seniors. There's a lot of myths that are not understood, that, and many seniors are fearful and anxious about it. So you sort of touched upon the answer to this, I'm guessing. The question is, are there reasons that cannabis might be especially good for seniors? And I guess one of them is that they tend to get over-medicated by the, the medical community, and this might help. Well, it could possibly help. I mean, it depends on on the, what the issues are. And, and one of the problems is it's difficult to find uh, a, a medical person like an MD who knows about cannabis. There's just so many myths and, mista- and misconceptions, and it's hard to find a practitioner to help. Okay. Are there any reasons that cannabis might be bad for seniors? Uh, well, it depends on on how they use it. Part part of the issue is with seniors and everybody really, but seniors in particular, is learning how to use the cannabis. 
a lot of times what happens is people uh, have in their minds or they've seen on television or maybe, maybe experienced themselves with smoking. When you smoke the, or inhale or anything like that, that, it gets into your lungs, it goes into the bloodstream almost immediately. The problem often arises with edibles. And what happens with edibles is a person will, uh, senior or otherwise, <clears throat> eat an edible like a cookie, and they sit there and they go, well, uh, nothing's happening. So they eat another one. And then they wait, nothing's happening because they have in their mind this notion of a fast response. When you eat it, it has to go through the entire digestive system all the way down to the intestine before it gets into the bloodstream. That can be as much as two hours. So and what so they, happens yeah, is sorry. people eat it, eat it, eat it, and they have basically eaten way too much, and then they have a very bad experience. The good news is they may feel like they're dying, but they're not going to die. But the reason people die on opioids is because throughout the body and all, all these things, there's things called receptor sites. There's opioid receptor sites, cannabinoid receptor sites, and the receptor sites, they, they're likened to a lock and a key. This, the receptor is the lock, the, the chemical or the drug is the key. So the opioid receptor sites are located in the brain stem, and when people, quote, OD, they stop breathing. So you're talking about opioids now. They stop breathing on opioids. Yeah. There are no cannabinoid receptor sites in the brain stem, and that's important. There's actually no case of anybody uh, dying from taking, smoking, or eating too much cannabis. Okay. Good. So that's important to know. People have to learn how to use it. So with seniors, especially using it medicinally, because there's a big difference between medicinal use and recreational use. Generally, people using it recreationally, they want to get a, quote, hit. They want to get something that stirs them up or gets them high. But with the, with the cannabis for seniors using it medicinally, the byword is start low, go slow. Okay. So you start low, maybe, maybe with an edible, uh, a quarter of a cookie or a half of a cookie, or maybe with a tincture. But what one really does is, first of all, studies w what is it that is bothering you. Is it a pain? I is it not sleeping? What is it? You study that, and then you take a little bit, start low, and see it and, and say, say uh, it's a tincture in you which is a liquid, the, the cannabinoids are dissolved in either alcohol or oil. And you take a little bit, and then you notice, is there an effect? If not, then you wait and maybe take a little more the next time. Start low, go slow. So uh, that's the byword with, okay. with seniors. One of the problems is that uh, I, I, I see you're in Massachusetts. A lot of times people want the help of a doctor, a licensed MD, but there isn't anybody that they can find. So 
two doctors are now, and there are more coming up, online. One of them is uh, Dr. Jordan Tischler, and you can go to his site and actually work with him as a patient with a bona fide MD. His site is Inhale, like smoking, Inhale MD, and he actually is in Massachusetts. I'm not sure which town. I don't know, but he sounds familiar. He's famous, right? Uh, well, I don't know how famous he may even be at this convention or conference. Who knows? Okay. But another one is a Dr. Dustin Sulak, and his. And once again, you can go to the site and engage him as a patient. With an, he's an MD, and his site is Healer, like Healer, H-E-A-L-E-R dot com. So. Uh, it's good to be working with somebody. And, and part of the problem is that there are so many myths, especially among the medical practitioners, they're confused. They don't have information, and sometimes they have wrong information. And that's a dilemma. Can you so, go through some of the myths that you, would, you address in the book, as a matter of fact? Well, one of the myths is that... Uh, uh, there's so many <laughs> that cannabis is like alcohol okay and it's not at all like alcohol at all alcohol is fermented alcohol is addicting cannabis uh especially if it's just smoked it is actually an herb that is smoked so one of the myths is that cannabis and alcohol are similar they're they're, they're not similar uh, another myth is that it's for stoners when in fact Seniors is the largest, fastest-growing new demographic of use of cannabis. How about the myth concerning cognitive decline? Well, that's interesting, too, because there is evidence of a short-term memory loss, but there's evidence that actually cannabis and the, some of the chemicals called ca cannabinoids in cannabis are actually neuroprotectants. Part of the problem is because uh, of it being illegal, there's been very little research for the last 70 years. Cannabis, if you look at the thing they call the flower, if you look at it close up, it has these these like translucent Things. They are loaded with chemicals. There are more than 60 cannabinoids in the cannabis. There are uh, as many as 400 uh, terpenes, and you might wonder, what in the world is a terpene? A terpene is an aromic oil, and, it is, and many of these oils are medicinal. The plant is loaded with these chemicals, and we just are at the beginning of, of what can be done with them and how they can be used. Tell me about titration. Titration would be, for example, uh, titration means adding a little, reducing a little, adding a little, reducing a little, and using it medicinally with, as a senior. You start low. It's best to, to study uh, uh, the whatever it is that's bothering you. Is it a pain, like an arthritic pain? Is it... Is it um, like I said, sleeping problems. Cannabis is increasingly being used for sleeping issues. So you study this and really get to 
understand how it feels to you inside your body. It's like you're looking at it with your mind's eye. And then you would take a very small amount of cannabis. Maybe you would take one or two puffs if you were doing it inhaling, or maybe a, half, a quarter of a cookie, a small amount, or a small amount of tincture that would be put under the tongue, and then you wait and you study, and you notice, did it have an effect? Then you might increase it, not that day, but the next time, a little bit. So titrating is increasing it a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You, you know what the normal curve looks like where it's low on both ends and high in the middle? Yeah. That high part in the middle, that's what they call the, quote, sweet spot. That's the point where if you use more, you get less of an effect. So by this titrating and studying how it is affecting you, yourself, you're looking to get to that sweet spot. And the thing is about cannabis, especially using it with seniors, is it's very individualized. It's not like our notions of drugs where, where you take this pill and you have some kind of a reliable effect. It, it, it influences each person differently. And you really need to be studying yourself. I call it engaging your inner shaman. Okay. And so I, if people would like to send me an email, I'm happy to, <clears throat> to excuse me, send uh, links or the names of these doctors. And the email would be Doc Potter, like what's up, Doc, D-O-C-P-O-T-T-E-R, just one word, Doc Potter at docpotter.com. Put question or cannabis uh, in the subject line, and I'm happy to send back information and links that I might have and so forth. Doc Potter at docpotter.com? That's right. Doc Potter at docpotter.com. That's a good name, Doc Potter. Sounds like you would have been the doctor on The Rifleman or something. <laughs> better go get Doc Potter. All right. Yeah, well, I could tell some stories. Okay. Now, <laughs> also addressed in your book, Cannabis for Seniors, as the uh, various methods of ingestion, there's, and you want to... A lot well, of folks here are... inhaling. Lot, there's yeah. inhaling, mm -hmm. which is fast. And then there's the edibles. That's what people need to be the most careful about because there's this tendency to keep eating the edible and not understanding that it's going to take at least a half an hour, probably more like an hour to two hours before there's an effect because it goes through the digestion. Then there are a variety of tinctures, and the tinctures can either be alcohol tinctures or oil tinctures. In fact, people can make their own tinctures. For example, if you get, you know, the the cannabis, the green stuff, and say you smoked it or you have this leftover, you take that leftover stuff, if you put it in alcohol like vodka and you let it sit there, the alcohol will <clears throat> leach out the chemicals from the plant. And then after about a week, you strain it and what's left is your tincture. Did you have or to heat it at all? Well, you wouldn't eat that. You would. No. Did you have to heat? Do you have to heat heat it to make it work? Well, let me get to that in a second. Okay. If you were to do it with oil, the same thing. Only put the green what's left over the the stems and the the bits of 
grass and whatnot in oil and you let it sit there, then strain it. That's what people use to cook with because it it is alcohol and oil solvable. Now, an interesting thing is if you just take the cannabis itself, the, the green cannabis, and say it's dry, if it has in there something called THCA, the THCA has all kinds of medicinal qualities, but it won't get you high. The THCA has to be heated, and when it's heated, it then turns into THC, which has the chemical in it that gets you high. Now, how people learn, that's how, that's how the joint was created. Because that cook it cooks it and activates THC. I mean, that's how they discovered they quote unquote. Uh, I don't know, but one could just take the cannabis itself, uh, break it up, dried up, and sprinkle it in your salad, and you get all kinds of medicinal qualities. But there's no chance of any quote unquote high. And we have someone on the phone with a comment or question. Are you ready, Doc? Yeah. Shoot. We have Andy in Framingham. Okay, the question is, will using this, no matter whether you bake it into brownies or smoke it or whatever, is there any brain uh, memory damage that happens from either short-term, mid-term, or long-term use? Well, that's a pretty broad question, okay? When yeah, I, I intended it to oh, be okay, broad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is evidence that there is short-term, uh, potentially short-term memory loss. As far as long-term, that's unknown. That has not been researched. There is increasing research to suggest that it actually is a neuroprotectant, meaning that it helps nerves rather than harms nerves. Brain damage, there's no evidence of quote-unquote brain damage from cannabis. Lots of evidence. Any evidence? Brain any evidence that alcohol. it doesn't? What? No, no, no. Any evidence the other way that people have not had a uh, loss of uh, brain function? You know the old, say, you know the old it years? It's, You know the old saying: it's hard to prove a negative. Well, she's the most knowledgeable person around on this, so that's why she's the one to ask. There's no evidence that cannabis has caused brain damage. There's increasingly, there's suggestions that it actually uh, it does positive things like helps with seizures, with uh, potentially staving off Alzheimer's. All of this is, is being researched. All of this is in the questions we, we just don't know. Thanks, well, Andy. Appreciate it. Something. I can do it. Hello, Bradley? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, let's say you had a choice based on what's known of whether a person wants to... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Relax with an alcoholic drink, or they want to relax with marijuana. Is marijuana, you know, would you say, because there's been a lot of, a lot of research on alcohol, does marijuana tend, would, would that tend to be the uh, less, uh, less, cause less problems? Well, it, all, than, uh, it all depends on, number one, what you mean by, quote, unquote, relax. For example, well, a, lot home, then use, uh, a lot of times people use alcohol to help them go to sleep. But part of the problem is, yeah, maybe you go to sleep, and then three or four hours later, you wake up, at that, which has to do with the alcohol. So what, what do you mean by relax? Relax, just Here's how I interpret it, mellow out, relax Here, to go to sleep. Here's what I interpret him to be saying, and that is, so you come home from work, you want to watch some TV and relax. Are you better off having a drink and watching TV and relax, or, or having some cannabis to relax? As far as side effects. Well, you're going to have side effects from the alcohol because that's the nature of alcohol. With the cannabis, it's generally considered not a great idea to mix the two. So relaxing, you you might, uh, in fact, use inhaling one or two quote-unquote tokes or something like that, or perhaps uh, half a cookie. Or, see, it, it's all very individualized. There's no across-the-board statement to say to somebody, and what do you mean by, quote-unquote, relax? I, that, that's the dilemma right a there. A lot of folks come home and have a drink after work to relax, which y- you get the idea of what that means, to relax, to unwind. Are they, right. better, off, feeling- are they better off health-wise, Angel. doctor, to have a hit of a joint instead of a drink? It's not either or. It depends on the person and how that drink or toke or quarter or half a cookie uh, impacts on you, the individual. Rather than there's no across the board. It's is it better one way or the other? That's that's the dilemma. That's why one need we each need to be. Noticing how it affects us and how we, as an individual person, me and you and the caller and other people, how it impacts upon us individually. I think he means in terms of long-term, long-term health long-term negativity. Using, using yeah, alcohol like your, like your brain cells. Your brain is ultimately a uh, 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 potentially problematic because alcohol has so many side effects and it's addictive and so on and so forth. That isn't the case with cannabis. Andy, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, Now, let's see. You talk about in your book, uh, cannabis and chemo. I'm I'm not going in any cannabis and chemo. Yeah. I'm not going in any, uh, I'm not going in order. I hope that's okay. But we talk, we hear about, People who are being treated for cancer and chemotherapy, how is cannabis helpful there? Well, it it definitely uh, reduces nausea and a lot of the negative pain that goes along with chemo. Now, there are many people and and budding research that suggests that there's certain 
uh, aspects of cannabis that may, in fact, even retard cancer, but the uh, FDA doesn't like that. Okay. And here's one of the issues is that there's a lot of people in in the quote-unquote cannabis community, whatever you want to call them, who are going around talking about medical marijuana, medical cannabis, that they're going to get busted. That's practicing medicine without a license. And the AMA, the American Medical Association, they're even meaner than the government, I guarantee you. People need to understand that it is the medical isn't there yet. The studies aren't there. It is not medical. We just don't know yet. It's at the beginning stages. Yes, uh, cannabis is very helpful on the side effects of chemo. It may have other benefits as well. As far as cancer. But when you talk about med- medical marijuana for anxiety relief, that... Uh, I would that... never talk about medical anxiety, uh, for uh, medical okay. marijuana, medical anything. I would talk about medicinal, about it being soothing. Uh, it, it's it, it, the word medical. I am not an MD. I'm a PhD. Yeah. That's right. There are a lot of people you go at probably at this conference or or the uh, dispensaries or whatever, and they're talking medical, medical. It's the Wild West. Medical, you just want to be very careful of who's saying that because the data just isn't there yet. One thing you address in your book is that cannabis can enable or enhance laughter, and that laughter is valuable. Yes. Well, we all know that people start giggling and laughing, especially smoking, okay? And there is evidence that actually, who was it, Norman Cousins, was it, who did all the laugh research and the hospitals took on his... His laugh programs, the laughter, uh, you know, is the best medicine, right? We've heard that. Yes. So laughing and feeling good, that can only help, whatever your situation. Being, laughing and uh, uplifting is always going to feel better, right? Yes. You you talk about loneliness in here. How does cannabis, how is cannabis and... Loneliness related. Well, the loneliness, especially with seniors, is is a more difficult situation because seniors have a tendency to, for any number of reasons, to get isolated, and with isolation comes loneliness. And then, and that, and that's problematic. And getting seniors out, getting seniors to commingle with other people. Um, and if there's cannabis there and they can feel enlivened and, and, and jovial and friendly, that's good. Okay. And you talk about sociability as well. That's related, but you have a Well, the separate... related is the sociability and, the, <laughs> and uh, the fact that cannabis makes us feel more sociable. We, we want to laugh. We want to smile. We want to talk. Uh, today, I was talking to someone about this, and they wondered, they asked me, and I didn't know, if a long-term side effect of cannabis was, well, this is the best way to describe it. He said he's known a couple of people who, who were, when they were young, kind of cheerful and upbeat, and then they started to smoke quite a lot of marijuana, and after some time, they found that when they weren't smoking marijuana, they were kind of in a bad mood and nasty. Does that have a, a, a long-term personality change 
potential? Well, uh, I mean, we don't know when these people started doing this. It's uh, they're. Uh, it's hard to, t- to to comment on that. Yeah. Okay. Also, we don't know what else is going no, no, on in, in can, their life. The body can get desensitized, and so what people who are quote unquote stoners or more recreational, they use more and more, and that actually creates a vicious cycle because there is a a way of resensitizing you. You you kind of stop using it. It depends on how much one has been using, but you stop using it so that your body can resensitize, and then you start low and go slow again. You talked about neuroprotection as far as memory, etc. And in the book, you you go through how that kind of works. Low doses of THC have a significant impact on cell signaling. Can you make me understand that a little more clearly? Yeah, I'm not quite sure where you got that self-signaling. Yeah, there's a picture of some neurons, and it says low doses of THC have a significant impact on cell signaling. Oh, cell signaling. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the the thing is that we the 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 whole medical approach to different kinds of drugs and things is to separate them out and use one chemical. Cannabis ha- has lots of chemicals and there's something called the entourage effect and that has to do with using it as it is natural not just taking out one of the chemicals and trying to use it so there's some the the cbd and the ta there's there's more than 60 cannabinoids and only four or six of them are really known and have been studied one of them is thc that's what we think of as getting high and the other most popular one that we keep hearing about is CBD. And if you buy, get a tincture or even uh, the edibles, if you look closely at them, they often have these ratios, CBD colon THC. And uh, whether these are accurate or not, we just don't know. I'm telling you, it's a whole Wild West right now. There are people concocting stuff, selling all kinds of things online, and there's been analysis of, like, the CBD. Sometimes it has way more than it says, sometimes way less than it says. It's actually a little scary. And we go to Ed in Florida. Hi, Ed. Hi. Hello. Um I just wanted to uh, chime in with um, uh, the fact that my son is a Ph.D. He's a neuropsychologist, and he works for Stanford Research Institute. In really? California. That's my alma mater. Oh. <laughs> I got my Ph.D. at Stanford, so go on. Oh, yeah. Sounds, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well, they're running a study. I think they're into seven years now. I remember I asked them after five years, but uh, they're in, I think, seven years. And they recruit um, young students, um, teenagers, from the well, from nine different locations throughout the United States, and they're out, you know, to schools and uh, churches and anywhere they can to speak to parents and children. And uh, the children sign up, the, the teenagers, the young teenagers, and uh, they get a stipend, four hundred dollars a year, just to uh, thank them, kind of. But uh, they bring them in, and they run the studies. Um, they do the MRIs, and, and then they do the, all the different testing. And uh, as I mentioned, this is in different, nine different locations throughout the United States. And they ask 
these kids, you know, what what drugs are you taking? And of course, my first question at the time was, well, what if they lie? He says, the kids like that will tell you. They don't mind telling you. And the parents have signed off that the the SRI is not going to go to the parent and say, hey, your kid is doing this, this, or that. And so they run this study up until they're like 21 years old. And after five years, they found no detrimental effect to the brain in, in cognitive in, in any way. Um, with these MRIs and all the all the battery of tests they do, and uh, this is c- continuing on. And then the government well, are you, uh, hold to, on. Are you saying they found no effect from the use of cannabis? Yeah. On them. Yeah. yeah well, I, right. I find I, I that that's very interesting because I'm, I mean that's outside of my realm of knowledge, but uh, uh, there's a lot of people talking about that cannabis is dangerous for people who are young because the the brain is not formed yet. It sounds right. like your son's research is showing something different from that. That's correct. That's correct. And that's why they're running the study, you know, because nobody knew. There's, there's, everybody yeah, has an opinion. They still don't know. Uh, uh, you, you know, no. it's... I mean, now that a lot of the restrictions have been lifted, it's probably going to be much easier for him to do research. Now it's William in Reading, Massachusetts. Hi, William. Yes, hello, Bradley. Hello uh, to the doctor. Uh, I have a, some, uh, uh, on Channel 5 Chronicle, they did a, a segment. It's a Channel 5 affiliate, ABC affiliate. They did a segment on, on this subject, on the effects of you know, marijuana, pros and cons. And about the short-term use, they said if a person used it short-term and then stopped using it, the negative effects, what they are, would like go away, like because it it um, it would just it would leave from the body. So it's, I think the doctor would would understand people listening. They may not, you know, what's the big deal? But if you, the way they put it, if you stop using it, you know. The bad effects will go away. Thank you very much, William. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it depends depends on what kind of benefits. The the these receptor cells, the cannabinoid receptor cells, if they get too used, so to speak, they withdraw, and so there's a process of uh, of basically resensitizing those cells by not by reducing the usage uh, it's not clear to me what this article is talking about uh, about the usage and stopping and and the positive effects going away it's a little confusing and is there anything else that i didn't cover is there something i didn't cover you want to make sure people know well, I can't think of anything right off, but I will say something a, a little provocative, and that is across the nation, you know, there's been all of these various uh, um, quote-unquote medical marijuana, you know, laws and stuff in each state. None of these have included dogs. Oh, yeah. And the fact is, I also wrote a book, Cannabis for Canines. The fact is that... Almost in every state, if a person goes to a vet and discusses it with the, the vet, could lose their license. So astounding, huh? Right. Yes. So you're so not talking it, about whether or not wild west cannabis of, is of the cannabis of of the laws of what's happening and and and, and the research. We're just at the beginning. 
You speak of cannabis for dogs. I think it's important to, as I understand it, a dog can overdose on an edible. Is that true? A do- what, first of all, if a, if a dog gets into edibles, they don't just eat one. They'll eat the whole plate. Right. Okay, that's what a dog does, right? Yes. And it turns out that can- chocolate, because often people create the edibles with chocolate, chocolate is toxic to dogs, yeah. and THC, especially in high quantities, is toxic to dogs. So this could be very, very bad for a dog. Right. So in general, the the byword is that the CBD or anything having to do with cannabis and dogs should come from the hemp. The hemp and marijuana, they're both cannabis. It's just that the growers have been amping the marijuana uh, and amping and amping it uh, over the last 20 years with specialized growing that it is very strong. Where is the hemp, the hemp that CBD comes from? It's got lots well, less the, THC. The CBD is in both plants, but the the byword is you get the for the dog. You look at the hemp plant, okay, and not the THC for for the person. Um, you're, we're looking more at the cannabis or the marijuana, but. For seniors, I mean, maybe seniors, you know, want to, quote, unquote, get a hit and get high. But generally, seniors are looking at other issues, quote, unquote, medicinally, like relaxing, like laughing or getting rid of pain. Thank you very much. It's been a good hour. It's Beverly A. Potter, Cannabis for Seniors. And thank you for my copy. And and any emails, docpotter at docpotter.com. Put cannabis or marijuana question or something question in the subject line, and I'll send out some information. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. I sure appreciate it and enjoyed it. There you go. Another episode of the Jay Talking Podcast. Remember, you can always catch the show live every weeknight starting Sunday, midnight to 5 on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter for show updates. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.